Count us off, bro. Three, two, one. Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and puns. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and puns. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and puns. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Brendo. Yeah. Was that really just live? That was live. We must have done like six takes. Zero takes. So it never happened? One take. One take. Me taking you, you taking the floor. (laughs) We did just watch that movie. Yeah. Speaking of movies, Oscar Olympics. That's part of this. Yeah, we took a week off because you stayed in a yurt. Oh, yeah, it's my fault. I didn't even want to go to the yurt. It was a friend's birthday, so I was dragged into a yurt. And then you were like, and I want to take the week off podcasting. Yeah, I need to re- recalibrate. How was the week off? I don't It was fine. I mean, watched a lot of Dinosaur Train. You were hurt. I injured myself. Injured your ass. Well, it was my lower back gluteus area. So lower back, that's upper ass. Yeah. You got a upper butt. Well, it like hurt really bad for a couple days where I couldn't like move barely. It hurt to move. And then it got gradually better. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be podcasting when you can barely move. I mean, this takes a lot of energy to podcast. Oh, yeah. So much energy. People have been like, damn, dude, you've been losing weight. I'm like, podcast body. Podcast body. (laughs) Oh, this is um, a podcast, by the way. This is Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm just here for the ride. The ride, man. Why don't you introduce yourself anymore? Oh, it's not necessary. My reputation precedes me. Oh. My name's Carson. I'm his brother. Yeah. I am defined by my relationship to you. So I watched a lot of movies while you were gone, but I still... What else is new? Still feel like I missed some movies on this year's, this episode of Oscar Olympics. What is an Oscar Olympics? So we take four years worth of movies, like an Olympic year. So in this case, 2004. 2004. Which covers the years. 2001, 2002, 2003, and, 2004. But, yeah. And then we choose the best. The in, best. Gold medal, silver, which I think is prettier than a gold medal, and bronze. You'd rather have a silver medal? Yeah. I remember when we went to SeaWorld. And we did that before, like, everyone had Photoshop. Did the sport, like, you put yourself on the magazine cover. Yeah. Like, putting a face on a fake magazine cover was such futuristic technology that you had to go to an amusement park to get it. Yeah. And they were like, you know, one of the get-ups was, like, Olympic medalist. And I was like, sweet. And they're like, okay, here's your gold medals. I was like, I want silver. And they're like, but... The gold. I'm like, no, it's a better color. I thought it was a better color. <laughs> I was more concerned about the color than winning, which, I mean, that's being a nutshell. 
I don't gotta win. I just gotta look good doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have to win this podcast. I just have to look good. I don't have to win conversion numbers at work. I just have to have the cutest Zoom profile picture. I'm very proud of your work numbers. Well, I mean, because it's like I, I work and I survive. <laughs> I love comedy. I got this podcast and I'm crushing the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, like, I got such good numbers at work that co-workers are like what's your secret i'm like spite my my work nemesis had like you know was like leading the team in numbers and i'm just like well that's not happening (laughs) that's the only reason spite does work good has spite ever motivated you to do i quit smoking out of spite who are you spiting uh, Matt Cohen said I didn't think I could do it. Well, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to quit smoking. Now I smoke five joints a day, which is great for lungs, too. Yeah. But. So um, we've covered a little bit about um, Oscar Olympics. Uh, and as the theme song implies... There's two more themes. We've had a little bit of fun already. Wouldn't you say? Sure. Should we have more fun? I don't know. No? I don't know. We promised fun in the theme song. Definitely, yeah, we should have fun. Okay, we'll do something fun. Uh, Tell us about your fun pants you're wearing. I'm wearing Grogu pants that you got me. Grogu? Baby Yoda. Oh, oh, you used his his proper name. Yeah, Yeah, he's got Baby Yoda Pants is a stretch. PJ bottoms. Pajama pants. Loungewear. Well, now in in, 20, like, in in COVID, they're pants. Yeah, this is just like pants. I wear pajama pants as pants everywhere. Is it because it's, no one gives a fuck anymore because we're all going to die? Or is it because like you're wearing a mask anyway? Uh, I think it's a combination of both, and also it's just like we're living in our houses, and I'm trying to be comfortable, and I want to be comfortable. Yeah, self care number one. And I mean, I don't wear. I haven't worn these out. They're a little flashy. They're, they're tie dye, and they have baby Yodas. They on. would go very well with my tie dye Crocs. Who dresses you? You. Why do I dress you? You you dress like you're good at Excel. <laughs> I mean, but it's like um, changed my life one time. Uh, my um, my thoughts on fashion and dressing. I was in a Goodwill, and this like this 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 dude was like showing off like the most obnoxiously disgusting vile print clothes to his girlfriend who was like no no you can't get that and he was like come on this is great it'll piss off so many people and like that's been my motivation also fashion through spite it's like wear clothes that like people are like you can't that pattern and that pat and crocs and it's like it makes me happy so it can't be that bad and that's my fashion motivation you and my friend malcolm like are all about the Crocs. They're great shoes. 
I like them. I, I haven't worn my regular shoes in months. Why would you during a pandemic? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I keep seeing or hearing, like, Wall Street Journal's work performance up by this much percent if you dress up, even for remote working. It's like, who cares? Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I have my routines. I still, you know, I... I mean, basically my morning routine now is... Eat breakfast. Take care of Lil. Work out. Working out. Not when you were injured, though. No, I gotta Are you off back. the disabled list? I think I'm off the disabled list, yeah. For light workouts? I can get back on the rowing machine. It's gonna be a DNP, Brendo decision. Not not injure, injury, <laughs> injury list. Yeah, but, um... Tried some, uh, cannabis bomb. How'd that work? CBD from hemp, hemp bomb. So this from the plant that is called cannabis. Well, CBD from hemp's a little different because it's it's not as potent. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry it's good. No, it was good. It was good stuff. It Maybe it's better for the purpose. I mean, yeah, know. I'm not trying to like blast it out. Oh, last time I tried to help you with some, some naturopathic medicine. I appreciated it very much. Well, actually, it could have been, it's not, it's not good. It could have been higher. You're welcome. I said thank you. Mm, that's how you say it. It matters. No, yeah, I, pre- I, I, I welcome your gratitude. Okay, well, that was fun. Check. We've talked about Oscar Olympics, check. Um, depression. Well, we've talked about how we live in pajamas, so I think we've covered depression. Yeah, I mean... How's your depression treating you? You're unemployed. That makes you high risk for depression. I don't, I don't feel any different than I did before. But that must mean the job sucked. I mean, it was a job. Employment, something to be grateful for, but... Who's stressing you out? I mean, every job stresses me out. I'm the stress ball boy. You are the stress boy. I gave myself... I put myself in the hospital when I was like 19 because I worked at Target. I didn't want to work in a Target anymore. So you went to a hospital instead? I gave myself like a stomach problem. Wait, how'd you, were you like licking the bathrooms like every hour? I don't know. And then putting your initials in the Target bathroom that you licked them? (laughs) My stomach was hurting a lot. And I think I was like, it was psychosomatic. Man, uh, two people that I know had had kind of harsh exits from uh, Target. I mean, you um, munching chowsen by proxied yourself. (laughs) Um, And another friend of mine. Uh, got arrested because he thought he was being clever with like hooking friends up and ringing them up as cheap stuff and they just did that thing where they just like let him do it and just gathered oh, it until yeah, it was like until it's a felony until it's a felony and they're like okay now we'll bust you that's what like, Disney does too uh, 
Uh, how do people do that at Disney when people like what was they'll it? follow you around if you're like stealing stuff and they'll wait till you steal a certain amount of dollar value. Oh, just like regular. I thought they. I thought policing employees. Like, oh, but then the policing employees. Um, we had like a sting operation at the main entrance where like a guy was, um, stealing comp tickets, and so eventually once they figured out who it was, was it you? No, loser. Um, we so were you helping the guy? I had to help catch him. What? You're a snitch? Because I was a lead. Yeah. Uh... And I feel bad now because, like... That guy's in jail still. Yeah, I don't think he went to jail. But but basically what we did was we... he a life of crime. Well, we marked his comp tickets. So we marked them. So then we figured out, like, when people used them... Okay, how does that help you catch him? But you already knew who it was? I don't understand. Yeah, but then they, fig- then they like, let in, like, like so they waited till he had given out, like, hundreds of these comp tickets. Hundreds? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he must have been a very popular guy until he got busted. I'm sure people loved him. But that's so weird, because it's like... For years, even after you stopped, he was he was a super nice dude. He is for years, even after you you stopped working at Disneyland, you still had friends that could get you in. Yeah. So it's like, wh- who needs to get that many people? I guess if he's making money off of it, he's, I think he was a uh, profiting off of it mm-hmm. or like favors. Okay, so it's like, hey, I let you into Disneyland, and um, maybe you touch my weenus. I got offered a lot of stuff for signing people in Disneyland, and I was honest about it, because we were not allowed to take stuff. What was the most you were offered? I mean, someone offered me like 500 bucks for like signing their whole family, and they would have saved money. Yeah, it's like, why don't I just buy a ticket? I guess it's that, it's that expensive. Well, good on you. Good on you, bro. I didn't want to get caught. I didn't want to. I was in a grumpy mood today. Why were you in a grumpy mood? I think I just didn't sleep well. I was like up at like five in the morning. Why your daughter? Mm, well, she she like cries. Usually I go back to sleep. but And I did, but it was like, you know, not very restful. Then like... I had an adventure and I came home and I was like, just like, ah, now I get some me time. And I was selfish and like, oh, I gotta do five minutes of housework. And that was a butt. And then sometimes instead of being like, oh, I was a butt for like 10 seconds, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play this out. I'm gonna be a butt all day. Why would you do that? I don't think it was a conscious choice. It was more like, oh, I did finally get to take a nap, but then it took a nap and it was too long, and then that made me grumpier. <laughs> I've been taking naps when Lil takes naps. It's been nice. Yeah. That's when I try, I try to work out when, when Lil naps. Yeah, I probably should do that. Well, you could do both, because sometimes she naps for like hour and a half but yeah so now you're a professional nanny manny manny um and we're slowly building a website oh yeah we got a youtube channel 
We do. It's got a video. Go check it out. Portland Famous Comedy. Mm-hmm. And we, we have the the finest and top shelf edutainment. If you want to know all about the sea best. If you want to know, like, hey, I need to take this California test and Oregon. Um and start so I can start substitute teaching and or work towards a full teaching credential. It's confusing and intimidating. This video, horsing around the sea best. It'll uh, it'll get you there. You hired somebody to do voiceover? And animate and pretty much write it. Wow. Look at you. I'm a mogul now. I don't have to have to have to, I don't have to do creative work. I just feel like there's a creative person. Do something. So you didn't even write it? Um I would say there was a percentage. No. Uh I didn't write it. But I was like, this is what we need to accomplish. Here are all the resources of where you can research what we what you need to know. I gotta give notes. I gotta be like, put a funny hat in there. Cool. So I'm a um, digital edutainment mogul now. And I'm uh, feeling good about it. Even that little bit of just like, oh, I I uh, produced a video. I was just like riding high off that for like all week. Well, it takes a lot. Now we're going to make another one. And then another one. Look for a Kickstarter soon. You're going to do Kickstarter? Yeah, so I can make more videos. What kind of producer spent their own money? Crappy one. Yeah. Well, you got an audience. You're pretty popular you're portland famous i have a tattoo that says portland famous so you're the portland famous tattoo guy are you trying to bum me out <laughs> you know we got the you i'm know. your brother yeah um yeah i'll work on it by the end of 2021 I'll be Portland famous again. What's your plan? Get back out there? Get back out there. Got new material? No. Well, you got like that. You're going to do like another a character? Nah. Maybe. I do character-based stand-up, which is great because you can write like a really funny bit and then like adapt it to a different to multiple characters, and uh, it's a really great thing to do if you're a lazy writer. Yeah, I. I had like ideas for web shows and stuff but then I just never tell us tell us about the idea let's source it out talking about an idea and then not describing the idea 
couldn't be a worse choice for podcast content. Sorry. But, you know, if you want to not talk about anything, like literally not talk about nothing, go for it. It's, your, it's our podcast. I don't know why I said that. What's the idea? It was just like a story about my life. Which story? Like when I was like in high school, like our high school stories. So it's like Freaks and Geeks, but for the 2000s. Yeah. We can't call it Freaks and Geeks. What are you going to call it? I was going to call it, um, after that song, I was going to call it Merely Freshman. Hmm. Hard to cast Freshman. Because if you cast them accurately, they're only going to look like freshmen for three months. Yeah. I don't know, there was that show Welcome Freshman. On, on Nickelodeon? Yeah. So a Canadian teen drama. No, I was a comedy. Fifteen was the drama. Ah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Head. Yeah. Who became Star Trek guy? Who's no, the, the virtual was doctor? Not the same. Now it's not Robert Picardo. Just no. a Robert Picardo esque guy. He was a Robert Picardo type. Yeah. I don't like it. Who's the Who's the protagonist of this ensemble? Um, a guy that's like me. <sighs> well, in the age of streaming, yeah. But I mean, network's never gonna go for a husky protagonist. You know this, bro. Yeah. But we're not going for network. This is streaming age. You can have a protagonist of all body types. Yeah. But it takes place in the 2000s? 90s. 90s? 1990s. Then late 90s. Okay. Okay. Derek wrote like a pilot. Well, that's all you need. That's more than enough to start a TV show. And then I have another pilot that Phil and I wrote about a guy that works at a summer camp. A Christian summer camp? No. A pagan summer camp. It's a former fat camp. It's a former fat camp? Yeah. So, like, everyone lost weight, so now it's, like, a medium well, camp? No, this guy bought a camp that used to be a fat camp. Why did it use it? What is it? There's, like, a running gag where they find, like, stashes of food everywhere. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Oh, that could be, like, cool because, like, what if, like, someone comes back because it's, like, oh, my goodness. Uh, someone stashed, you know, a case of Butterfinger BBs and, you know, the internet's determined that it's one of the last, you know, scores of Butterfinger BBs on the planet. So we gotta find the BBs. Yeah. I love Butterfinger BBs. The, the way they, it was the best form of Butterfinger peanut butter. Yeah. They get all squishy. Yeah. They slide down your teeth. This podcast about vague ideas that actually have a shocking level of specificity is brought to you by Butterfinger BBs. Coming back in 2022. And now back to our regularly scheduled Oscar Olympic programming. Alright bro, it's the 2004 Oscar Olympics. What's going on in your life in this era? These are the college years, are they um, not? I was going... In 2001, halfway through 2001, I started at 
tiny Bible college. So for you, a lot of these movies were seen in Mizra. Yeah, I saw, I watched I I did see a lot of movies. I watched well, actually a lot of these were Oscar movies, so I would be I think I remember I would go home, I would go to like I would be in LA or somewhere and I watched cuz I remember seeing Chicago in LA with Jerry. I remember seeing some of these in LA. This is the era I was in the Bay Area for school. And I saw a lot of these movies uh three at a time. Over the holidays, yeah. where I, we weren't wouldn't see each other as a we family because nobody could afford a plane ticket, um, and uh, and I was like, well, no one's here at the theater on Christmas, so I'm gonna watch all these Oscar movies while I have the chance. And that's how you get to, you know. I think that's more fun during the summer, you know, when you can bounce around between like blockbusters, bouncing around between like. Really depressing Oscar yeah, movies. Between... It's a lot. It's a it's a it's a lot of like emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But like I I remember, like when we get to Best Picture, like there's see the with the problem with some of these like the like supporting actors supporting actresses is like these smaller movies that I may not have that I might have missed, but when it comes to Best Picture, I've seen them all, baby. Good for you. Well, shall we get started then with our first category, supporting actress? Yeah. Um, so, two thousand one, we have Jennifer Connelly winning for *Beautiful Mind*. Uh, Helen Mirren and Maggie Smith for *Gosford Park*. Marissa Tomei for *In the Bedroom*, and Kate Winslet for *Iris*. Which of these I only recently watched I recently watched Iris and it's like this it's... we're talking about it's like a, the, the the micro trend of the era of all of weighty Alzheimer's movies yeah it's um Judy Dench with Alzheimer's and it's kind of, it's it was I thought I was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be like an easy watch because it was only like an hour and a half and it was like oh it was rough but Kate Winslet was really good, um, and it's like so. It's like it's like Judy Dench with Alzheimer's and Kate Winslet naked a lot. And, <laughs> but here we are, supporting. I mean, I don't really like A Beautiful Mind very much, but Jennifer Connelly's really good. What do you think? What about, I mean, what about the supporting actress in Mulholland Drive? Who, oh, what's her name? Yeah, what's her name? Rita? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else that woman's done, but she was good. Or or is she just receiving the glow of of a stellar... No, she was really good. She was confused, too, and good at it. And they and she played a dual role also, so I mean you're looking at two thousand one, there's supporting actresses. Oh, you also have I would I would maybe I mean if you're gonna go like off the grid here, you got um Beth Grant in Donnie Darko. 
Which part is she? I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. You can't give someone. She's great in a lot of stuff. Um, 2001. Oh, shit. I know what I'm nominating. Go for it. Say it. Uh, I'm nominating Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like the best of, like, pre-goop. It's the best PG Gwyneth. And you know what PG is, right? Pre-goop? Pre-goop Gwenny. What's your favorite post-goop Gwenny? Iron Man? Um, the Country Strong. Oh, yeah, she's really good in that. What about Scar Jar and Ghost World? Hmm. I'm going to go with Gwyneth, actually. What about Gwyneth in a fat suit in Shallow Hell? <laughs> it was so brave, so brave of Gwyneth to, to put her... her. That, I mean, that's like almost like cancelable. Like, she was like, we could like... She was fat shaming the whole thing. What about um, tiny little fanning in I Am Sam? No. No? Come on. What about James Gandolfini in The Mexican? I did not like that movie. Okay, neither neither did anybody. Um, but but Gwyneth Paltrow is so good. In... I mean, so this is just the Olympic trials. We're just seeing if we can get a contender into the gold medal game uh, from 2001. If we're going to pick someone from that period. If I had to pick somebody. Going with Margot Tenenbaum. That's who I'm going with. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Um, So for 2002, we have winning. And I I think this is uh, my my pick. Um, You think they got it right? Catherine Zeta-Jones is Velma Kelly in Chicago. Because I just watched Chicago again, and I really like it. I didn't like it a lot when I first saw it, but I like it a lot now. And think she did a really good job well who else is in the mix you also have kathy bates from about schmidt showing those old lady boobs older lady boobs some mature mature memories uh julianne moore for the hours queen latifah for chicago she's good but she's not in it very much not necessary but i just think that Catherine zeta jones did more work Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Queen Latifah is like it's not like she's going out of her range too much to be a singer, but she's a rapper. Yeah, but she's all she sings. Um, and then you have Meryl Streep for adaptation, but she's great in that. Yeah, but I've... but it's just kind of like whatever. We get it. We get it. And um, it's... what about Brittany Murphy, Eight Mile? I've never seen Eight Mile. I've never seen. <laughs> but I like Brittany Murphy. I mean, it's her. It's one of her apex movies. But um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I like anybody from this year. Um, Beyonce from Goldmember. <laughs> well, you like? Don't you like the hours? No, I had to, like, read the hours for school. Didn't like it. You know, if I was going to, you know, drum up 
in a, a supporting. Is that supporting or is that a lead? I'm going to go with Marilyn Reischkub from Punch Drunk Love. Oh, see, I would go with Emily Watson all day long. Well, that's more of a lead. Yeah, I guess you're right. That I love Punch Drunk Love, so I'm not going to argue with you. I but mean... She's not in it. Like, that's a very small part. But, I mean, if Judy Dench can get it for, like, 90 seconds, she was just, like, she was such a mean older sister. Like, she yeah, captured like, that energy for that, the ages. The, the, like, the, I, I, after... Like, I think my entire life I wanted a sister. <laughs> and after seeing that movie, I did not want a sister. That, that, it affected they're at me. at the party, and he just... And then he just smashes the sliding glass door. She justifies that. So, like... It's him being, if without her justifying that needling, and as a younger sibling, I can identify with that, um, you know, that's over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I love that movie. And I, because like you, I've never had an experience where like you're in that, you're in his shoes in the beginning of that movie. Like it puts you right there in that and you're feeling it. And then you have that catharsis where he smashes the window. Uh, what about Aaliyah, Queen of the Damned? No. No. I mean, it's a sad story, her life. I mean, but... it's sad, but she, no. No, no, no. What about um, Dakota Fanning and Signs? I mean, she's... I, mean... I just really want to give some recognition to young Dakota Fanning. Young Dakota Fanning is good. I like Elle Fanning better. Well, I mean, we all have our favorite Fannings. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, who's get, who's getting out of 2002? I mean, I don't know. Let's give it to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Do you like Chicago? Sure. Sure I do. All right. All right, 2003, we have um, Renee Zellweger winning for Cold Mountain. Uh, Shora Agdashalu for House of Sand and Fog. I might have messed that up. Patricia Clarkson for Pieces of April. I think that's my pick. I like that movie, and she's really good in it. Um, Molly... Marsha Marsha Gay Harden, Mystic River. That's just really good. Uh, Holly Hunter for thirteen. That's it. If you're gonna if you're gonna right, you know applaud someone for thirteen, why not one of like the little girls? Well, that's a lead role. But there's two of them. Yeah. What about? And this is two thousand three. Yeah. So this is uh, Return of the King. Yeah. What about Miranda Otto, Turn of the King? I am no man. I mean, it's a, a payoff that's been building for like seven hours of cinema. I I thought I thought she was really good with the nothing burger part. It's like, hey, for a few hours of this, you know, ten hour epic, we're gonna pretend that Liv Tyler's not around. <laughs> and she almost pulls it off. Yeah. Especially in the extended edition, she's into more. I see. I mean, what, what? 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 It's like that over over Renee Zellweger from Cold Mountain. I thought Cold Mountain was pretty boring. Yeah, and it, like it glorifies the South in a weird way. It's like, look, there were people that were that had it rough too in the South. That you know, 
didn't have slaves, and it was hard for them too. It was really hard. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't I don't I don't think Zell Zellweger is getting out of two thousand three. I like. I mean, can you think of uh, something more worthy? I mean, I like Patricia Clarkson. She's really good. <sighs> Patricia Clarkson. You know what she's better in? The station agent. When was that? Well, too bad. No. Come on, give me this one. Alright, I'll give it to you. I don't, I'm not going to argue about Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. Well, then why are we arguing? Um... On to 2004. 2004, winning Kate Blanchett for The Aviator. She was really good. Laura Linney for Kinsey. Virginia Madsen, Sideways. Sophie Okanado, Hotel Rwanda. And Natalie Portman, Closer. Hmm. I really liked um, Kate Blanchett. But I, I really love... I like Laura Linney and everything. Okay. Um, Virginia Madsen was just... I thought she was just alright. I mean, like... I don't know. Remember was, when she was on Lost? I did remember that. And, like, her and Hurley were, like, a thing. And then, like... She died? Didn't she die? Because they killed her off because she got, like, a DUI. They must not have... Yeah, I was going to say... It's rough getting kicked off of that set. You're like, awesome, I'm going to spend a couple years in Hawaii. Oh, nope. Nope. <laughs> um, I, I like Kate Blanchett, but is she better in The Aviator or is she better in The Life Aquatic? She's really good in Life Aquatic. Let's give it to her for that. So we can have a, a, a Wes Anderson showdown, maybe. All right. Okay. So we, we have uh, our, you know, year-by-year year kind of uh, Olympic teams. Uh, who are you bringing into the gold medal match? I'm bringing Gwyneth Paltrow in. You're bringing in Gwyneth Paltrow, which leaves me for getting no less than... Who do we have? We got Catherine Zeta-Jones, Miranda Otto... And, uh, what did we just say? Kate Blanchett? I think, uh, I would like to see Lord of the Rings versus, uh, World Ten Bombs for the gold. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Gwyneth on that one. Wow. Okay. I'm okay with that. So, we're giving Gwyneth Paltrow gold. Oscar gold. We took away her best actor, and we... Yeah, she okay. deserves it way more for this. Okay, with that so silver, we got Miranda Otto from Lord of the Rings. Who's bringing up the bronze? I'm gonna give that to Kate Blanchett. She's earned it. Next, best supporting actor. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it's on the wrong screen. All right, we got winning in 2001, Jim Broadbent for Iris, which I watched, and he's really good. 
Um, but I don't think I'm going to go with that. We got Ethan Hawke for Training Day. We got Ben Kingsley for Sexy Beast. Really good. But also not going to go with it. And we got my pick, Ian McKellen for Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, yeah. Come on. Easy. Let's and save some time here. John Voight for Ollie doing a Howard Cosell mm. impression. All right. Here's your right. So you're going to take, real fast, Showdown, Ian McKellen versus somebody else from Ollie. Uh, Jimmy Fox playing Boondini, the the ring corner guy. He was oh, awesome. He was really good. He was really good. Yeah, but Fox is going to get his in a little while, so. Oh, he is, is he? Yeah. All right. All right, Gandalf the Grey. Come on, he's Gandalf. Isn't he? But if you're going to, if you're going to nominate Ian for this role, shouldn't you be nominating him <clears throat> for it when he's playing both Gandalf the Grey and White? Mm-hmm. Or you want, so you're awarding him for this movie. Yeah, it's great. And in this episode, you could send him forward. You shall not pass. Okay. Fire, you fools. Gandalf, taking it home. Jumping right into O2. O2. We got, taking it home, Tris Trooper. Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper for adaptation. The Orchid Thief. He's great. He, I mean, I thought he deserved it more for American Beauty. He was he, but he was a more sympathetic character. Ed Harris, the hours. Oh, I'm sad. I jump out a window. Get out of here. Paul Newman. This was the Academy being like, "Hey, you're still alive. Good for, <laughs> good on you, buddy." For Road to Perdition. Oh yeah, I got John C. Riley in Chicago, and he's fucking great. It's a tiny, tiny part, though. It's very small. And it's like not the. Mo- it's not. I mean, he sings um. Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane. And then we got Christopher Walken as Leonardo DiCaprio's dad in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. They had good father-son energy. But, oh, what do you think, bro? I'm going to... I think Chris Cooper. I'm going to stay with Chris Cooper. You're going to keep it with Koopa? I haven't really looked at, like, the outside stuff. Let's keep it with Cooper then. What's the next year looking like? Um, we got winning Tim Robbins for Mystic River. Uh, Alec Baldwin for The Cooler. I saw that movie. Uh, Benicio Del Toro for 21 Grams. No, that movie's garbage. Jimon Hansu for In America. And Ken Watanabe for The Last Samurai. Mmm. Was this so three? Yeah. Nobody from Big Fish? I mean, who we got? The dad? I don't know. You're the Big Fish fan here. Eh. I like it as like a whole and not like so much. I mean, there isn't like standout acting performances. Okay. Okay. I see. I mean, Billy Crudup's okay, I guess. Is that Billy Crudup? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tim Robbins is great. It's hard to argue with him there. I mean, he's got accent work. He's playing an abuse victim. I mean, there's a lot of meat. 
Yeah. And uh, he grabs it and chews. I like it. Let's give it to the old Tim Robbins. He hasn't had. He doesn't get any more Oscar love, really. Yeah. All right. 2004, we got Morgan Freeman winning for a million dollar baby. I feel like that was more like a lifetime achievement award than an award for that movie. I like when I think of Million Dollar Baby, I forgot he was in it for a minute. Um, we got Alan Alda for The Aviator, Thomas Hayden Church for Sideways. I think that's my pick. And uh, Jamie Foxx for Collateral. I mean, that's also very good. Is this, is this where Jamie Foxx gets his? No, I was gonna. I think he gets it. He gets best actor for. Oh, come on, man! You told me Jamie Foxx was gonna get his. Yeah, for best actor. And then we have Clive Owen for Closer. I never watched all of Closer. It's a good play. I had a copy the the DVD I had when I was. For some reason, didn't work. I got the DVD when I was in China, and it didn't work. Who do you think gets it for here? I'm like, I like really... Thomas Hayden Church. All right, I like him too. Cause that plays role... a good wine drunk. Yeah, is really funny and, but also there's some. Meat Would that to guy it. be friends with Paul Giamatti though? That's what I don't understand. The whole time I'm like, I guess they were college roommates. And this is supporting actor. Yeah. What about? Gary Oldman, Sirius Black. Mm. Was definitely not the main character. That was Azkaban? Yeah. And that's the best one. Ooh. Let's do this. What if we nominate... Who's this? Who's the Dumbledore in that one? I don't remember. I just want Gandalf. Michael Gambon. I want, I want I want Gandalf versus Dumbledore for supporting actor award. I will give it to who's Gandalf. A, who's a better Dumbledore, Gambon or Richard Harris? You got you know availability is the best ability, and you're not available to play Dumbledore if you're if you're dead. I mean, Michael Gambon was in it for what six movies? Yeah. They were pretty inner they were they were both really good. Richard Harris was like older. But Michael Gambon had like that kind of more robust. So who's your pick? You want sticking with Freeman? No? Thomas Hayden Church? I'm sticking with Freeman. Alright. I really like I, I mean Million Dollar Baby I just I was gonna watch it again But it's, it's too, too sad. sad Too sad <laughs> It's too sad A lot of these movies Like a lot of these Oscar movies Oscar are... movies They're like love Awarding movies That you won't Never wanna see again Yeah that's what's making this Rewatching all this stuff Kinda hard I mean I watched Mystic River Cause I'd never seen it before But now do I wanna watch Mystic River again No thank no. you No But I'm glad I watched it. 
right, so what are we doing here? Who's your gold medal pick? Um, I'm sending to the gold medal route. Tim Robbins, Mystic River. All right, I'm sending Ian McKellen. Well, then it looks like Tim Robbins gets the silver. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can't fight a wizard who is, like, underappreciated. What about... I just was looking at your thing, and I was like, what about um, fucking Keith Carradine? No. Sorry. He should have choked himself in there. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't even that good. It was great. Where? All right. So uh, we're giving Ian McKellen the gold. Yeah. And Tim Robbins the silver. Who's yeah. getting the bronze? Morgan Freeman. Okay. You can never go wrong with awarding Morgan Freeman. Okay. So, moving on to Best Actress. Uh, 2001, we have Winning. This was historical. Uh, you want to change history here. I know I do. Uh, Halle Berry winning for Monsters Ball, the first and only actress of color to win this category. Well, we already we we already, we already fixed that. So, yeah. Uh, Judy Dench for Iris. We already talked about that. Nicole Kidman from Moulin Rouge. I mean, she broke her ankle she in did. production. And ribs. Two ribs. Sissy Spacek in the bedroom. And Renee Zellweger for Bridget Jones' Diary. Uh, I like Naomi Watts from Mulholland Drive. I agree 100%. Um, and just want to feel okay about taking a... Not taking away, uh, well, one, Halle Berry could still get a silver. It's technically possible. Mm. Um, it was a good performance, but I remember I had a friend who was in tears, and they were black, and they were like, did you see, it made me mad that Halle Berry won the award because of what the kind of role it was. It was like, oh, so, like, a black woman can, like, win the award, but she has to have graphic sex with an old white dude to get it. Yeah. Like, ew. You. It was like a really gross sex scene. Well, not really gross, but it was gross. I don't want to well, say I mean, it. Billy Bob Thornton was there. I mean, he was involved. I mean, as a gay man, I'm not attracted to him. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Hallie. Um, sorry. Because Naomi Watts is just such that a... that audition scene. As a young actor, I was like. This is the best acting I've ever seen because she like does good acting and then like has to act like she does brilliant acting in an audition scenario. Yeah. And then the dual roles. Yeah. It's just really good, and I just because you made me watch that movie when it because when, you had it on video and you made me watch it in your dorm, and then I was like, this movie's weird, and then I watched it again like a like a year later and I was like this movie's still weird but I I mean I watched it just we just watched it and I 
I really like it. It's, it's a crazy movie. No, I banda. And that's scary. It still scares the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Are you still scared to go around look at dumpsters? Yeah. It's a scary scene. I wouldn't. I'd be scared to like take the trash out if I had to work at like a restaurant. Yeah, it's frightening. Uh, all right. Moving on to two thousand two, winning Nicole Kidman for the hours. No. Ooh, she she had a weird nose and she she looked ugly. Uh, Salma Hayek for Frida. Diane Lane for Unfaithful, Julianne Moore for Far From Heaven, and Renee Zellweger for Chicago. So Renee Zellweger pops up again. Yeah, and she's not getting it, so get out of here. Nah, nah, nah. Who Um, you got here? If I had to pick one of these, I'd go with Salma Hayek. That, I mean, yes. It's like, one, she survived Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like, she made that movie in spite of him. Yeah. Um, and her success spited him, so I love it for that. Um, and, you know, it's like, I feel like, I feel like the achievement of that movie, Selma Hayek doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hasn't, you know, gotten enough credit for. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, every actor has their passion project. Every director has their passion project. And when they get to them, a lot of them suck. Look yeah. at Mank. Sorry, David Fincher. I expected a better passion project from you. Um, have you ever seen The Razor's Edge? Bill Murray's passion project. It's, I thought I was watching. I thought I was That's high. Another... I was like, I'm so stoned that somehow Bill Murray is. No, I'm thinking of where the Buffalo Roam. Sorry, Razor's Edge is worse than Where the Buffalo. Yeah, are. yeah. Um, passion projects usually my favorite and she, passion she project, crushed it. My favorite passion project is Gangs in New York. Yeah, also not good. I mean, well, it's pretty good, but like Cameron Diaz almost ruined that movie. And it's like, how hard is it to have really good chemistry with Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't know. It's rough. Anyway. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for Selma Hayek. I guess my favorite passion project is Dogma. That was Kevin's passion project. And Selma Hayek's in it. So yeah. if you want your passion project uh, to be awesome, call Selma. Okay. 2003. Another Uggo. Uh, Charlize Theron winning for Monster. Maybe that's like one of the all time. That's like. Yeah. I mean, she's not just transformed herself. It's all time. Uh, Keisha Castle Hughes for Whale Rider. Uh, Diane Keaton for Something's Gotta Give. Samantha Morton for In America and Naomi Watts for 21 Grams. That's like, oh, we should have given to her last year. And they're like, uh, missing from this. Very obvious. Uma. Uma. Doesn't she need to be here? Yeah. Kill Bill's my favorite QT movie. Well, let's get her in there. Yeah. Or, or, or do you want her for two? Or do you want her for both? 
I don't know. They it should really only be one because it's only supposed to be one. Well, let's get her in here yeah. because. Well, but Charlize is great. Yeah, I mean Charlize might you know she might be a, a wild card, but what will we have next year? We got Hillary Swank for Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Annette Benning for being Julia. Catalina Sandino Moreno for Marina Maria Full of Grace. Imelda Staunton for Vera Drake. And Kate Winslet for Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Kate Winslet, easy. Yeah. I mean, Hillary Swank's great, but that movie's too sad, and it's too obvious. Yeah. But what do we do about Uma? Well, I mean, gold medal match. Should I bring someone first? Into the gold medal match? Sure. I think it should be... um... I think for this to be awarded, someone has to take it away from Charlize Theron in Monster. Who do you think has the best chance of that? Ooh. Do they have a sword? <laughs> so that that leaves us with um, two tall blonde women duking it out for Oscar gold. Who do you think comes out victorious? The so one have- with the sword? We have Uma and... Charlize. What about Naomi Watts? Well, I'm sorry. You chose Uma. Okay. Why should Uma Thurman win this? Because... How hard is it to act again? She almost died How hard? making those movies. That and means she got Harvey an... Weinstein. That, that means and it's she... bad director. Uh, how, how hard is it to act like you're in a coma? That's not hard. But she, like, learned, she, like, she fucking did all that samurai shit. I mean, her stunt double did Does a lot. Does she even but... have a grasp on Quentin Tarantino's dialogue? I think so. You don't think she'd sound stilted? No. I love Kill Bill. Like, so much. Could someone else have done that? Could, what if Naomi Watts was... I don't see anybody else doing that shit. Well, Vanessa Williams. I don't, I don't see it. What about Carrie Ann Moss? She doesn't have acting chops. What about Jared Leto? <laughs> I can see Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto doing that. He would care so much. Remember when he gained like 90 pounds and nobody gave a shit? I relate to that. Because it was Mark David Chapman. Did you I, even, I didn't a, even see that movie. I gained a lot of weight to play Wilford Brimley. And uh, here's the thing. Gaining weight is the easy part. Yeah. I'm, I'm just now getting out of my Wilford Brimley shape. You're not Christian Bale? No. I can't eat one apple and one can of tuna a day until I get to my desired target weight. That was, we call that the Christian Bale diet. Judd would do that when he felt fat. He would work out a bunch 
smoke a lot of cigarettes, eat one apple and a can of tuna. I was on a can of tuna for a while. Ugh. I would put sriracha in it. Yeah, I, I did that too. It's gross. I feel so gross. <laughs> it was so cheap. I did that because I was poor. I know. Um... Are you confusing looking and being badass with the best acting of four years? That's I put Naomi Watts in that place, to be honest. Let's give Naomi Watts the gold. Beatrix Kiddo the silver. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And Charlize Theron the bronze. Sorry, Salma Hayek. Let's give Selma Hayek the bronze. Okay. We get it, Charlize Theron. You ugged yourself up. She's really good. That movie's really good. Also, hat tip to Christina Ricci. Okay. That brings us to our last category. Final category. Best actor. I I have a tough time um, with some of these, but I don't know. I mean, I think he'll survive. All right, so two thousand one, we got Denzel for Training Day winning. We got Russell Crowe for A Beautiful Mind. Sean Penn for I Am Sam. No, we're not. Yeah, no. I mean, Will Smith for Ali. And Tom Wilkinson for In the Bedroom. In the Bedroom. Get out of here. No one cares. I remember my friend was very upset with all the nudity in In the Bedroom. And I'm like, dude, it's called In the Bedroom. What did you think? Denzel keeps this one, right? Yeah, I'm giving it to Denzel. I mean, Will Smith was really good. But Ollie was, I thought it was boring. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're definitely taking away the next one. So, Adrian Brody. You have Adrian Brody in The Pianist, which I... That movie's... I mean, um, if you... Polanski. Blah. If memory serves, um, he was the youngest actor at the time to win Best he did. Actor. He was the youngest actor to win the award. Uh, at age 29. And he behaved like a buffoon immediately. Oh, yeah, he... Kissed Halle Berry without consent. Yeah, and I'm sorry, she played along, but I mean that's like that's not cool. Yeah, that's like that V Day, like that famous kiss that like, you look closer and he like has her in a headlock. Yeah. Anyway, get out of here. Um, this was tough for me. Um, I I also was gonna ditch Brody. Um, it's not tough. Give it got, give it to the guy who who dual role Nick Cage. <laughs> no. Dumb. Okay, Michael Caine. It's bad dual role, if you remember. It seems like a bad SNL sketch on film stock. Well, then it's Daniel Day-Lewis for Gangs in New York, because Bill the Butcher is a great character, and he scared the shit out of everybody on set with his method acting. Like, I can't imagine what he must have been like. Yeah, get out of here. And Jack Nicholson for About Schmidt. Okay. So we're going with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. No questions asked. 
All right. Um, 2000. Although I will say, because of About Schmidt, I developed a uh, years long uh, fixation for vodka gimlets. Yeah, you love those. You and Judd. Yeah. R.I.P. Judd. Love you, buddy. I drank them because of you guys. 2003. Such vodka and lime juice. Yeah, vodka and lime juice. That's pretty, pretty hardcore. I liked it because um, you, it would uh, you know it it, it makes um, bad vodka taste better. Yeah, and if it's really bad vodka, you know you don't just want lime juice; you want sweetened like roses, lime juice. Um, but if it's good vodka and it's just lime, it, it makes it's like oh, I can actually appreciate you know like a top shelf vodka now. I don't know. Alright, 2003, we have Sean Penn winning for Mystic River. We got Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean. I, w- I so wanted Johnny Depp. Ben Kingsley for, for House of Sand and Fog. No. Jude Law for Cold Mountain. No. And my pick, Bill Murray, Lost in Translation. Okay. Um, I knew it would come down... Bill Murray and Johnny Depp. It's between them, but, but how much acting is Bill Murray doing in this role? He's playing himself. I really love it, and he does a good job. Is he too understated? No. Johnny Depp's doing a Keith he Richards is. impression. If people love saying that, and it then good, then he they made the right choice. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. His acting performance was so thought... good, it bought him an island. Yeah. But I thought we were not allowed, not giving out awards to people that are canceled. I thought his wife was canceled. No, that's if you're a misogynist that thinks she's full of, that she's not, that she's lying. What if she is lying? Well, why don't we even say that about all victims then? Well. There's... And there's so much evidence, like he lost his civil trial because all the mountains of evidence against him he's not a good person he's a pirate what did you expect i don't i want to give it to him too but i thought we're trying to everyone's like uh and i agree i agree he should be canceled but it's like when people are like oh i can't believe like all these all these heroes are like it's like well but sean penn's bad too so they're all bad yeah so I don't know, man. I give up. Bill Murray. Bill Murray beat his wife. His wife he in did? court says yes. I didn't know that. They're all bad. So I guess they're all bad. I guess it. Uh, we can't give it to too long. I mean Ben Kingsley. You know. I I, I want you to shine up here. Okay. Next year. <clears throat> all right. We got Jamie Fox. For Ray, and this is where I think he should get Obviously, it. you didn't see Hotel Rwanda. It's alright. Yeah, Don Cheadle, Hotel Rwanda, Johnny Depp for Finding Neverland. I didn't really like that movie. No. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Aviator. No. And Way of the Future. Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. No. No. This is all garbage. I like Jamie Foxx. I like Don Cheadle. Ray is really good. Hotel Rwanda is very sad. And good. 
Ray is a saccharine biopic, or biopic as I liked to call them for years. It's not saccharine. Well, let's give it to both of them and cancel Johnny Depp. Okay. Gold medal match. Who you bring in? Uh, I'm bringing Daniel Day Lewis. I'm bringing Don Cheadle. I have not watched it since I watched it in theaters at the Berkeley um, Landmark um, on Shattuck. Not the Act 1 and 2. Um, and yeah, it was one of those important movies to me because it's like I'm trying to learn about the world and learning about genocides after the Holocaust still exists. I'm like, it's important. And it wasn't just, I don't know. It was a haunting performance that to this day, his like terror-filled eyes and the weight of of everything that that movie wanted to uncomfortably bring to the surface and have you sit in for 90 minutes. I mean... I would say that's great, and I agree with you, but then I found out the true story, and it kind of wrecked a little bit for me. Because in real life, he kicked out a bunch of people because they couldn't pay. And, like, people died. Yeah, people die in war. But I was saying this movie, you talk about saccharine biopic, this movie glorified a guy that maybe shouldn't have been glorified. And Don Cheadle made you care for him. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something we should talk about, like you said. I agree. I mean, maybe those people farted a lot (laughs) and made the hotel stinky. Yeah. Maybe those people deserve to die. He saved a bunch of people. Yeah, hey, guess what? Not everybody was on Schindler's list, and we still glorify that guy. Yeah, we didn't charge people to be on it. Are you sure about that? That's a big accusation there. Yeah, I'm a big guy. I can make big accusations. Uh, Because I know that everyone's flawed. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not. I don't know. I'm... It's hard. I like Don Cheadle a lot, but I like Jamie Foxx a lot. But I still think I like. This I, is not. I mean, this is not even about Jamie Foxx anymore. It's about Don Cheadle and Daniel Day Lewis. Like, Lewis. is the ultimate method actor. So I don't see how you can say. But you you're saying that as if method automatically equals good. That's true. It, it does not. But in his case, I think it does. Yeah. Because, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. And that pudding is smooth and scary. Yeah, I want I want him to win. Because Bill the Butcher is one of the best characters ever. The way he walked is menacing. Yeah. yeah Those the... fight scenes are, like, terrifying. If I saw Daniel Day-Lewis coming at me with, like, a hatchet, holy shit. With dead rabbits? No, wait, his rivals carry dead rabbits. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bill the Butcher, gold, Don Cheadle, silver, bronze, Ray, I guess. Or Bill Murray, what do you want, bronze? Bill Murray. 
Bill Murray playing Bill Murray. Well, you want Johnny Depp. We already said so. No, we kicked Bill him Murray. out. We kicked out Bill Murray then. No, no one is perfect. Bill Murray. I'll take an imperfect Bill Murray over imperfect Johnny Depp. All right. Well, that's the Oscar Olympics for 2004. For these categories, we have screenplays coming up, and then best picture. We're donezos. What? Bad Dad, Red Dead. What makes me Red Dead? Go. Um. You. Uh. Um, you would like, you got little, oh, we, uh, I'm trying to think about one that I haven't already done. Maybe you're thinking too hard. Um, you got, you took a little to two playgrounds in one day, and that's a lot awesome. We went on the teeter-totter. Which means you went to two playgrounds in one day. Yeah. So that makes you a rat uncle. Um, I don't know, sometimes I'm grumpy and I let that get in the way of being present with my daughter. Yeah, one time we were fighting and she was just in the back seat, kind of like, I felt bad. Yeah. Because I felt bad that she had to be subjected to that. I guess, yeah, that's hard. Then you realize like we shouldn't be like our fighting is pretty petty and dumb. Yeah, you should just do more yard work <laughs> and not be sad about it. Yeah. And you know, if I have to clean your bathroom, that yes is a bathroom I also use. Then everyone has a clean bathroom. Clean, I help clean the bathroom. <laughs> He's blinking at me. When, like a month ago? No, I take out the trash and I mopped the, the I mop. Good. Good. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, show. <laughs> Love you, bro. Love, Love you, bro. bro.